actually like the fact that sometimes we could just start from, man, that's the show. <laughs> Ready when you are. All right. We, do we have to do a big clap thing? <laughs> no. Can't do it Because this is... <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Chat Zion, our brand new podcast show where we're going to talk about all sorts of fan-based topics that get sent in to us. Today I'm joined by Jason and the Silent Assassin and we're going to talk about the new topic that's come through and it's all about homeschooling. Morning, Jace. <laughs> Morning. So it's not... So I suppose for our viewers out there that usually view us on YouTube, what we've decided to do is go to a bit more of a radio format and uh, simply because it's easier to record and get out there. And as you guys help us build the numbers, we'll start doing more... Um, more video content we're also going to be looking at doing facebook live and stuff and building through that way but we really want to be able to just make it simple and easy and get these podcasts out there um, you can find us now on itunes and very soon you'll be able to find us on google play but you can also you can find us on um podcast one on android as of right now and it means that we can do this without me having to shave which is nice yes. it also means that my wife doesn't get jealous of my handsomeness being displayed to the world. It's it's also it also allows the silent assassin occasionally to jump in and uh, say hello. So does he have anything any words to say? He might be like the stig, but we'll find out as we go. Sometimes you might just see that. Nope, you won't see it anymore. Uh, <laughs> if you hear a rustling in the bushes, <laughs> that's who it is. He's near. So we we want to come onto this contact now to to give a bit more uh background on this this particular subject we have tried recording this on video twice and twice it has failed and uh so we're going for the mp3 version i take no responsibility for that by the way because i do not do any of the buttons <laughs> as people know buttons are not my thing so <laughs> i am cleaning my hands of the thing but i'm going to lead the way with the discussion anyway because it's something that it's home very well for me, being that I am a teacher and we're talking about school. So yeah, I suppose this topic is is schooling versus homeschooling, but also, you know, what's better for a Christian. Um, but I, I think just to, to clarify, you know, the, the question was homeschooling versus schooling. But there's, I suppose, a lot more that you can actually have in that today. You can have um, uh, web classes especially for people out west. Yeah, distance are, education does it really well. Yeah, so so I think it's good to have a bit of a discussion and, and we both have differing points on this a bit. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to what's going to come up. Now, I'm just curious as to, to what the Silent Assassin thinks. He thinks he's nodding. He agrees with the nothing that we've said so far. Well, we don't really give him enough silence, but if you hear silence... It's probably what he's thinking. He could be miming something towards you. <laughs> Not very helpful for radio, but we can interpret his interpretive dance if need be. Absolutely. So um, if he shaves, we'll be in shock and it'll be silence. Now, <laughs> Patrick needs to shave too. It's like everyone's playing with their beard this morning and my lack thereof. But you seem more knowledgeable when you stroke a beard. <laughs> Oh, good. So I think we'll get started. And, and, and yeah, we wanted to make this podcast a little bit more lighthearted. 
but also a little bit more of a just a it was always about having a discussion have a chat and, and being able to have a you know as we've said in the past the ability to have a conversation without getting offended if someone doesn't have your point of view yeah I do that and by that I mean offend people but I, tr- I try not to sometimes but today I don't know maybe I won't offend anyone we don't know but homeschooling versus versus schooling versus public schooling um, as far as what's the best thing to do for our kids um, when we've got when we're trying to bring up Christian children uh, and we sort of went straight into it with the assumption that this is more for the the point of the people who don't have access to Christian schooling because obviously you know there is a middle ground to get that balance right between um, what sort of education and social upbringing things you want what sort of Christian values are bringing that you want and um, Christian schooling obviously fits somewhere in the middle where it gets a little bit of everything um, but it's obviously a private institution Christian schooling it costs a little bit more it's not as much access there's not as many of them around as what there are public schools and obviously it's a lot further away than your home mm. for the homeschooling people so <clears throat> we're sort of acting under the assumption that this is more for people who don't have the access to um, to that, and they've got to sort of pick and choose between whether they do good old-fashioned public schooling or the more new way of doing things, I suppose, which is homeschooling. Seems to be becoming a, a bigger part of society and, and education at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I especially today, there's a lot of fear in the world. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there are some teachers who want to teach their kids their way rather than teach it just the curriculum of the days and 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 certainly there are parents that uh want to protect other kids from their kids that's sometimes a good reason there's also missionaries missionaries do a lot of um homeschooling because they're they're around and traveling and making sure they have an upbringing mm. uh i know for me it was definitely a I think my, I believe my mother said um, that she pulled me out of school to protect the other kids. Uh, I was a bit of a stirrer, so I'd stir the bullies. They would beat me up, but I'd make sure the teacher was coming so that they got suspended and I was left cool. So I think that uh, we all, everyone's got a different situation. Everyone's got a different um, understanding of what's better. I think from a Christian perspective, how what, where are we taking it from a Christian perspective? Because does the Bible actually have anything to say about schooling? And uh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I think. I mean, from my from my point of view, there's schools were built and designed to educate young people, uh, regardless of the religious upbringing that they want whether it's christianity or any other um, form of or form of faith and schools offer education as as their main goal and then christian schooling came in to be a different way of doing things where they can have that education 
as far as their written writing and arithmetic and all of the plethora of new things that now have become part of, of regular schooling, but also to be able to support the Christian values that were being taught at home, um, which is a great thing to be able to do that. Mm. But the role hasn't changed. The role of that is still to support those values that were being taught at home. And I think if you have to make up your mind about what the best thing to do is, then you've got to decide on what the priority is for your life for that particular child or those particular children. You need to sit there and decide, is the most important thing in that I want my child to get a really strong foundational Christian belief system? Is that the number one most important thing that I want for my child? And if that is the case, you should be able to do that better at your home than what they can at a public school, in theory. If you decide that an education abroad or education in its more traditional sense of reading, writing, arithmetic, all that sort of stuff, is the most important thing, then exposing them to schooling will give them a better chance to do that than what they can get at home. And then it becomes your job at home to develop that foundational value base. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the Bible makes it pretty clear that, that men are supposed to raise their kids up in the ways of the Lord and and I know in Israel they had a traditional the man would do the schooling, the woman would teach the, the, the around the house chores and, and and they both taught their individual yep. areas. Uh, and schooling very much for an Israelite child was the Torah. Um, and knowing all five books off by heart, which, you know, I'm thinking about that and I'm just blown away the fact that so many um, Israelite kids literally went uh, went um, and 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 learnt all those books. Uh, I just want to, sorry about that distraction, the silent assassin just showed me a video he's been taking from behind the scenes, which is awesome, but it kind of just distracted my focus. Uh, Torah. <laughs> Torah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think about the disciples as well. You know, Jesus picked the ones that were washed out. Um, it, it, all, all children needed to go to a certain age, but at a certain age, if they hadn't learned everything they were supposed to, they, they went into professions like fishermen or, you know, carpentry or whatever. And so I think it's interesting that the, the people Jesus chose are the ones that um, washed out of school. But in, in today's, my question is, I suppose for you, is do we hold too high a value on schooling or should we be schooling more? I think for me, <clears throat> I, I'm a fan of school. If I wasn't, I wouldn't work there. It would make very little sense. Hmm. Um, but I'm not a fan of school because of the books and numbers education. I'm a fan of school because of the personal social education. That's the big thing for me. Um, now, I'm a Christian person. I went to private Catholic school all my life. 
I now work in a public school where the religious education program is an optional program that they pay to participate in that teaches them the bare minimum basics of Christianity. Yeah. And that's something that, that I work through and you know, t as a classroom teacher, we can very easily find ourselves being condemned for pushing our Christian values onto the children in our classes. Um, it does not go down at all well with, with the public school system that I work with. Hmm. So I've got to be careful with the way that I do that and making sure that I'm not doing anything that's going to um, get myself or get anyone else into trouble because that's the last thing that I want to do. But I do believe very strongly in the social education that children get in a classroom, um, which is why I've never been a fan of homeschooling. I can certainly see the benefit that homeschooling can have because the person who runs that program can not only specify that program to be exactly what they want their kid to know, but can also specify that program for exactly what that kid needs to be able to learn it. You know, we talk a lot about differentiation in the classroom now. We talk a lot about the different learning styles and learning needs of, of people, not just children. Um, some people really need to do things to be able to learn them. Some people need to hear how it works. Some people need to see it work to be able to replicate that in themselves. But the danger of that is you need to make sure that you're not pushing your ideas onto that child without them having any sort of say in the matter is a, is a dangerous thing to do. We want people to be able to make their own decisions. Um, mm. And there's a difference between, between you know, showing people the way of the Lord, teaching them the ways of the Lord, and pushing something onto someone that they're not ready for or they don't want. Um, yeah, you, well, you, you raise an interesting point there because um, we kind of, I suppose as a society, we started in a homeschooling format. Uh, you know, parents would teach their kids or they, you know, you'd, you'd go and apprentice under someone. Um, so it was a very one-on-one -on -one format or maybe one in a family. Yeah. But then, then we introduced schooling. Uh, I think the Greeks introduced a, a, a format of philosophy and teaching theology and <clears throat> I'm not completely sure on that but it's interesting that our example biblically is very much raise you know whether they're ready or they desire it we raise them in that 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 freedom of choice really isn't um prevalent in the scripture um but it's show them the ways yeah no, it's not dictate to them the ways it's show them the ways and you can see that in the difference I think when you've got Old Testament stone tablets here's the rules you know, compared to Jesus walking down the streets picking the people that no one wanted hmm. to be his disciples helping the people that nobody wanted to help you know going you know having things to say to the to the Pharisees and the, the leaders of the church about 
what should be done. He wasn't going around and pushing people to do things. He was going around saying, look how it can be. Yeah. You know, he was an example for people. He showed them. And that's a very different thing than dictating. Yeah. And that, that's one of the, the dangers that we can fall into. I think that's something we really need to uh, to remember when we're discussing this, that there's a lot of Christian parents out there that may want to do homeschooling specifically for to, to make sure that they get a, a one world view, a Christian world view. Yeah. And I think there's a danger to not understanding what the world is. I, I think there's a danger yeah. to limiting experience I, I, I've seen it happen so many times with pastor kids whatever there's been a you must do this you must do this you must do this and then as soon as they get to an age they rebel against it because they've never been allowed to experience certain things or it hasn't been a freedom of choice it's been a, a and I think everyone would be able to see an example of that somewhere in their life hmm. where they've had and I'm not talking about people who've been those really strong Christian families that are just like, boom, boom, boom. Here it is. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Yeah. But really loving Christian families, but their children don't know anything outside of that. They don't understand what happens outside of that because they've never experienced that. And part of growing up, which we do most of as a child, is experiencing different things good things and bad things and being able to gain new understanding and new learning from that and we've got to give our, our children a chance to do that and I know that that sounds kind of strange to say that we need our kids to experience bad things but we do yeah I think that's I think that's vitally important I think we really need to have a uh, understanding you know the Bible says my per people perish for lack of understanding I think there are that you can definitely take that in a way and the context of that is that, you know, not having an understanding of who God is and not having an understanding of who God works and, and how God works. And, and, and that's well and good, but you could also take that to have a context of there are a lot of people that would say, well, the Bible says to be in the world and not of the world. So, you know, if we limit our kids... A, a, understanding of this then they won't go in that direction yeah and I, I mean i can see the value in that certainly but I, I was talking to someone the other day and you know me i love pop culture and one of the things that that really came up in this conversation was uh stargate which that's the one with the guy with the weird thing on his face yeah yes so and and it you know my parents banned it in the house and i when i asked them why i said because it was about other gods which immediately, because I'd grown up with a love of Greek and the you know uh, Zeus and Poseidon and, and and the fantasy of myth, I I was drawn to, and uh, I didn't watch it. I started watching it probably in my early twenties, maybe late teens, but I found out that it wasn't about gods. It was about this battle with an alien parasite that pretend to be gods and they're very from the first episode it is they're not gods 
and then somewhere down the line someone says i even believe that there's still a god that's over everything that we're seeing mm. and i wouldn't have seen that or if i'd come into a a conversation with someone who's a non-christian who loves stargate it allows me to bring that into that conversation so i i wonder if in our in our desire to be protective we uh, limit people's actual understanding of these situations yeah and i think yeah i see it so often the the resilience and the social understanding and the social capabilities of people is severely limited by the amount of time that they spend in small groups, whether it's by themselves or with the same people all day, every day. And it's one of the things that, and every classroom teacher would do the exact same thing, whether they're at private school or public school, Hmm. but quite often throughout the year, we put students into groups with other students that they don't normally work with yeah. all the time. Whether it's where they sit in the classroom or whether it's okay for this science project, little Jimmy, instead of working with Bob for the 50th time in the last three weeks, you're going to go and work with Sam. Hmm. Because the reality of the world that we live in is that it is a social world. Yeah. And it's it's a resounding the amount of times that you see kids and I'm not talking about like five year olds in prep, I'm talking all the way up to our twelve year olds in grade six who are going off to high school next year mm-hmm. and start to understand a little bit more about how harsh the world can be. But they don't know anything outside of what they know their comfort zone is so small Mm. the place where they're able to be themselves and that's a really important thing like being able to actually be who you are is confined to a very specific set of social circumstances for some of these kids they can only be themselves in this situation with these people around them and as soon as you disrupt that status quo that bubble that they've built for themselves Mm. you see that kid disappear they will become a completely different person to the one that you see them when they're in that situation because they are outside of their comfort zone and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to talk to someone else who they don't already know. They don't know how to make judgments on what this purple, what this person is, what this person wants because Hmm. they've never had to do that before. And, you know, if that situation doesn't go well for them, they don't know how to resolve it. They don't know how to correct it. And they don't know how to move on from it if it's a situation that just completely fails. They get stuck on it, they dwell on it. They can't just go, oh, well, don't worry about it, let's do the next thing. Yeah, stuck. no, you're absolutely right. And I suppose... From someone who was homeschooled and, and, and did go to public school, I was homeschooled through a lot of my senior years and I certainly didn't learn to relate and I didn't learn to to deal with disappointment. I also didn't learn to deal with uh, criticism, as was evident this morning. Uh, but I suppose one of the other things that, that comes to mind is the anxiety and, and, and 
other issues that can come up in school and hmm. and so i just want to again uh chuck it over to the silent assassin see if he's got anything to say because he he may have some he he may have some personal insight but he's telling me no so uh what sort of school did you go to silent assassin public school he's a public school boy he's a public so that's a boy for that yeah uh, did I, you enjoy public school Eh, that was a meh. Yeah, you went to you went to university too, didn't you? Yep, that's a yes. Yeah, uh, and he studied what he's doing now: some sound engineering, some lighting, and and, and some other things. I could ask an open-ended question to get a result, but I won't. Um, he's keeping his laughter off camera. He's so <laughs> silent. It's amazing what he can do with his assassin skills. Now, uh, yeah, I think. That might be a good place to end with today. I, I really, um, this could be a topic, and I, I think this topic in itself could be very polarizing because you know you can have specific. There might be a specific requirement, like a severely autistic kid who may not really um, deal well with others, maybe safer being homeschooled. Hmm. Um, where do you go from that perspective as a teacher? There are. I mean, if, if you've got students who have got some sort of disability which stops them from reacting to or interacting with different people, yeah. then you've got to understand your child first. So that's priority number one. What does your child need? And if your child needs consistent one-on-one -on -one support to be able to do anything, then you need to figure out what the best place is for them to be able to do that. I know people that have um, students with a disability who they keep at home because that's the easiest thing for them to do as parents. And I know parents who have students with a disability who send their kid to school five days a week because that's the easiest thing to do for parents. And you know what? That can be a pretty full-on part of your life. and. Maybe that day that you send them to school, you really need as parents to be able to cope with that situation. And that's an honest and fair thing for them to think um, because it would be tough. I've never had to experience that. I don't have a disabled child that I'm working with. Um, but we have some students who, in my, I'll use my school for example, in my own experiences, severely autistic autistic kids at our school who come in. We've got a special education unit at our school yeah. that works in very, very close quarters with um, all of our kids with a diverse range of, of needs. Um, and we have some kids who cannot interact because they are non-verbal. Yeah. Um, non-verbal student. And so I use this one non-verbal student who I'll call Larry. And Larry comes to school all day, every day. At the start of the year, he moved to our school from a special school where he was there with only 20 other kids. They all had high learning needs and there was no other students there. He came to our school, which is a large public school with a special ed unit in it. And so he spends all his time with the special ed unit. He doesn't actually go to his class except to visit them. Yep. Um, 
and he does not speak at all. And he comes down to do PE with me when I teach PE. Um, not with his class, or he comes with his class now. At the start of the year, he came with a different class. And he was there and he just sort of bopped around and did his thing and the other kids were there. And after a couple of weeks, you could tell that he knew those kids. He knew who they are. After a couple of weeks, you could tell that he knew who I was. And I would say, good morning, Larry. And he would sort of look at me and smile. And then after a while, you know, between me and the teacher aide, he always has a teacher aide with him. And, you know, they would say, you know, Larry, say good morning back. And he would say good morning, or he would say whatever close to good morning he could actually say, because he can't speak. Yeah. Um, so we can't form words. So you get to know what good morning means for him. And now he's at the point where I was in class with him in our PE lesson the other day. And we were in pool, everyone was swimming stuff. And his, he was there with his normal class that he's been to four times for the year. The year's almost finished. So they don't know each other. They all know who he is. They all know that he's got really severe learning needs that need to be met. And they're all in the pool and normally he comes and he just sort of does his own thing and he just bops around and he loves being in the water, absolutely loves it. But he always does his own thing separate to the class. And he was in the water the other day and the kids were all there. And a couple of the boys from his class sort of came up near to him and they were trying to talk to him. Mm. And they were just sort of, you know, welcoming into the group sort of thing and, and saying hello. And now he cannot physically say hello back to them. Yeah. But instead of floating himself away and withdrawing himself like he would normally do, he stayed there and he stayed up above the water, which he doesn't do very often. He normally likes to bop up and down. He stayed up above the water and he was looking back at these kids and they just kept talking to him, three or four different boys, and they kept talking to him and asking him questions and he just stood there and he smiled and he sort of nodded and every now and again he would make a noise as if he was you know, talking back without actually talking. And then when everyone got up out of the pool at the end, he got up and he sort of walked over and he stayed near them. And it was almost like he had become part of that group. Mm. And that is something that was remarkable. It was truly, it was an amazing thing to witness. To be able to see what happened with that one kid just out of five minutes of being accepted by the group. That's all it was. It was just this other group being like, hi, yeah. how are you? What are you doing? Are you having fun? That's all that we're doing. I think it's, I think it's a good thing to have acceptance in that respect. Um, and you can't see that if you're, everyone's the exact same. I mean, we struggle with different cultures as it is. Now, I, I'm getting the kind of view that we may have been going on for a bit. So... I tend to still tell long stories. Yeah, and, 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 and that's what this show is. This, is. this is, we're not trying to pander to the short minute, couple of minutes and we're done. This is a bit of a having a conversation and uh, we might even do a get to know you session on people eventually. 
um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe in the next little while we'll do a get to know you session on the silent assassin it might be quiet it might not be anything on it but so it'll be a get se- to know seven, mil- seven minutes of silence is that what the seven minutes of silence uh, <laughs> maybe maybe for the maybe for our uh, Christmas breakup video if I ever get around to doing these these bloopers um, you might see the silent assassin making some noise because I know he's on there um, <laughs> So uh, I think we'll we'll end it there for today. But I think this this topic really uh, shows that uh, it's an open-ended conversation. I don't, I don't and I'm sure that there's people who are listening to this who probably have ideas, yeah. who probably have other questions, and we would love to hear them. We really would. Um, we want it to be somewhere where we can engage with the people who are listening to us mm. rather than just telling you stuff. Because I... I'm a teacher, like we've already said, and all I do all week is tell people stuff. Um, normally they're eight years old and they don't understand half of what I tell them, but I tell them anyway. But if you've got ideas out there, if you've got questions out there in the universe, let us know. Get hold of us. We've still got our our Facebook page where you can post stuff to us. We've still got our chats on mail at gmail.com. You can still send us all those things. Um, when our things go up online, comment on them, like them, share them, let us know what you think. And um, we can come back to this when we, when we need to. And that's really up to you. And if you've got other things that you want us to talk about, you sat there today listening and went, oh, you know what, these blokes actually uh, might be someone worthwhile to, to, to talk about something that I need help with or something that I'm curious about, let us know, because that's what we're here for. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, also, send us emails, chatzionmail at gmail.com. Uh, we may look at start going live on Facebook with audio. Apparently, that's a now thing. Facebook's made it easy, easier for me to put this information out there. But trust me, liking and subscribing and sharing, these are things that build this podcast. If you want us to be able to do more... Um, the fact is we don't get paid for this and if we start monetizing these fees we may not get the subscribers we have so keep sharing keep liking and uh yeah um we'll catch you next week with a brand new brand new episode uh as of right now we'll talk to you later and uh get a hold of us signing off chat zion on facebook